You ever notice that like crazy cat ladies, A, always have a lot of cats, but then like their cats always have something wrong with them. At least one of them. Yes. I have two cats. One of them is an older cat. He's 12, almost 13. Um, and then the other one is a kitten. He's um, oh, he, like he's less than a year old. He's like six months old. Uh, not even six months old, I don't think. Um, he's a baby. <laughs> um, his name is Gary Fisher. <laughs> So yes. <laughs> yes, hinge for life. Yeah, anyways, I have two cats and there's nothing wrong with either one of my fucking cats. I'm not a crazy cat lady. I just love my cats. That's all. Now my but, mom's cats are weird. They're yeah. four. Both of them have died off and I told them, I said, do not get any more. Cause I said, I will find homes for them, but I'm not keeping them. <laughs> but my dad is 88 years old. So all the cats that they have now, he has named after his dead friends. Dolly, what? <laughs> it's just the creepiest thing ever. I'm like, why would you name the cat after your dead friends? Is that... well, that's a good way to remember them. <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah, I would ask more about those cats named after your dad's dead friends. Um, I know most <laughs> of them. That's what makes it I even mean, more that, awkward. That's gotta be really weird for you. Like, are are the dead friends reincarnated in the souls of the cats? Like, oh god, I hope not. Do they have similar traits and characteristics? Sneak outside, smoke cigarettes, and drink whiskey at night. Right. I mean, have little cat poker games. These. <laughs> these are the burning questions I have, Dolly. <laughs> I need to know more about these. I feel like this would belong. This would be something in uh, Colonel Gentleman's diary. And on that note, we're going to welcome you guys to the next episode of the Venture Sisters podcast, where we talk about all things venture and all things sister related. Uh, <laughs> um, I am your host, Dolly Parton, and just kidding. <laughs> I am your host, Audrey Hartburn, and with me is Dolly Parton. How are y'all doing? hell of a lot better than me um, i don't even know who the fuck i am today uh, <laughs> it's opposite day here on venture sisters <laughs> it's definitely been one of those weeks god knows has it not son of a bitch 2020 took fucking alex trebek and oh, by the time yes by the time listeners get to this episode um this will be like a month old piece of news but we're just finding out about it today hearts broken all over the place 
I wish that uh, they would have fit him into the Ventureverse somewhere. I think that he hey. would have been amazing in the Ventureverse. Uh, we had our Sean Connery-esque character. You know, True. Alex Trebek, you know, a la Saturday Night Live. Right, right. Would have been just beautiful. And I mean, I actually thought about that today. I was like, you know what? I wonder if Sean Connery is hooked up with Alex Trebek <laughs> and Burt Reynolds from that yes. whole sketch. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, yes. Do the episode. Yes, do that one skit. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll let you in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a real kick in the ball, so I mean, it took Alex Trebek and Sean Connery. True, and in the same week. Yeah. Do you think Sean Connery's pissed that Alex Trebek outlived him? I think so. I think it was a grudge match. <laughs> I think he was holding on until... He died for that. That son of a bitch. I am not letting him outlive me. <laughs> him and his stupid answers. 2020, man. I know I've said it already once, but like, we'll just say it again. Fucking A2020. It has been just a shitstorm of a year. I know for uh, for me and for Dolly, I'm sure for a lot of you guys. So uh, that's kind of why we ended up doing this podcast together everybody being stuck at home and learning how to use technology that we didn't normally use because we're having to put our kids through fucking distance learning so <laughs> no joke i haven't touched most of this stuff in i don't know 10 years or more and it's changed a whole lot so right. i've had to i've had to learn a whole hell of a lot of new stuff yeah same um i've been just looking at my my phone for the last fucking decade just about yeah. uh, and now i've got to learn how to use a computer again um, yeah i don't type as fast as i text uh <laughs> oh, and i mean that's just it the phones make us stupid they know you just know double dash and you oh, absolutely punctuation's not a problem anymore well, autocorrect yeah <laughs> capitalization you don't have to worry about that. And now oh, I my word. have to do this on a computer. When I'm doing emails and stuff at work and I'm so bad at, at it in the uh, like the messaging app that we have to communicate with one another, um, I never capitalized myself. And it makes me look like such a fucking idiot because I'm just so used to, I'm just so used to the, the, the texting on my phone. It's just become, you know, yeah. such second nature it makes us all just lazy awful terrible users of grammar i mean it has absolutely wrecked grammar for most of us right i legit sent my boss a message the other day asking a question and then at the end of it it was like i has a confusion like who the fuck talks to their <laughs> boss like that by the way my boss is 25 34 yeah. <laughs> but like seriously this is this is how we speak to one another in this fucking internet culture. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I has confusion. I has confusion. Um, yeah, it's stupid. Just how dumbed down we are when we speak. But we're both actually really intelligent, well-spoken people. I don't know. I love and hate the internet at the same time. And what's so bad though is that I can't do chat. No, the text to talk or whatever it is on the phone because it does so not understand southern <laughs> if i've tried it before and the results are hilarious i've had friends say are you drunk but i mean you're usually drunk though right not during the day <laughs> uh, not not while i'm out dri driving around because <laughs> i mean that'd be like the only time i would ever use that <laughs> 
I can't. So I can't. I, I could say where so, that would be alarming for some of my friends. To be like, right. you're driving to where, and this is what just came through. Hmm. You need me to come help you. Right. I love that. Like your friend's first thought is, uh, is she drunk and not, uh, or is she having a stroke? Now, my husband has asked me that before. He'll be like, "Are you having a stroke? Do you smell toast?" <laughs> migraines will give you phantom smells sometimes if i smell one i'm like uh oh right i need to get home and i need to get medication fast gotcha toast. <laughs> toast. <laughs> that's kind of become a joke if i have a migraine at home i'm like toast yes go get, go get the medicine no shit no <laughs> shit all right thank you for bringing us back to around to the venture brothers because we need to get this episode back on track so people know what the fuck we're here to talk about today so today's episode we are gonna hit you guys with some uh venture siblings not just the venture brothers or the venture sisters we have found some pretty interesting sibling links in all of our binge watchings of the episodes uh, dolly's got a uh, a a really, really great list of stuff going on for you today. And then as always, we will round out our episode with Wet Bed Behead and our Scare Bear Theories. So we're going to hit you guys with a break real quick. And when we come back, we'll jump right into Dolly's super awesome information. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Say, Timmy, what's that you've got there? Hiya, Pop. I'm just sitting here with my favorite book, Fight Club. Now, Timothy, don't you think you're a little old for those shenanigans? What do you mean, Pop? My young squire, you're going to be a fully mature clone one day. It's time for you to learn about the Venture Brothers and the exciting world of super science. Golly, Pop, where would I ever learn about such a neato thing like the Venture Brothers or super science? Well, son, the internet is for more than just looking at pornography on your phone. You can actually learn all about Venture Brothers and Super Science on Conjectural Technologies, a Venture Industries podcast. And you can actually watch the Venture Brothers on Hulu or Adult Swim or many other places. Just watch Venture Bro- no, watch- Please, just watch Venture Brothers. It's a good show. And please subscribe to Conjectural Technologies, a Venture Industries podcast. Our jokes are just a lot funnier after you've already watched the Venture Brothers. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? Gee, I guess so, Pop. Tim, what are you still doing here? We stopped that bit seconds ago. Well, golly, Pop, you don't have to be so mean. You're the one sitting here talking to yourself like a crazy person. Subscribe to Conjectural Technologies, a Venture Industries podcast. All right, welcome back. We are going to jump into our binge watch and ward segment. For this episode, we're bringing you some fun facts about venture siblings in the, the ventureverse. Dolly's got a lot of good information for us today, and I cannot wait to dive in to this episode. All right. Well, our main siblings, of course, are Hank and Dean. Right. And the most fun thing I noticed about them is in seasons one through three, they're just like fun brothers. They're enjoying themselves. They go on adventures. And Doc seems to hate both of them equally. <laughs> There's just a, like they equally annoy him. And they just they do their boy adventure stick. That's it. And 
then seasons four through seven happens like this big divide appears. Yeah. All of a sudden, Rusty develops a very clear favorite. Yes. And of course, that is Dean. And then Hank just becomes this, I mean, Hank is like really an unwanted character for Rusty. And part of it makes me wonder because Dean looks like Rusty. Dean fits the mold with the red hair that goes and goes, and I will get into the red hair later on. Hank, on the other hand, has that blonde hair that makes you wonder where did the blonde hair come from? Right. I think something important to to note uh, for listeners that don't know, and if you are listening to our podcast and you don't know, um, thank you for joining us and not knowing anything about Venture Brothers, but uh, (laughs) the Venture Brothers are twins. Hank and Dean are twins. They're fraternal twins, not identical twins, obviously. But I, you know, I do think that that is, is important to note. Um, And I ponder sometimes if maybe their connection uh, has, hasn't gotten um, stronger every time that they've been cloned and like, have they always been cloned together? Have they always died together? Have they always done everything together? That gets into some pretty morbid territory. <laughs> I think that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, like the Hank kind of takes on that rebel without a cause attitude. Yeah. yeah. And then Dean's like very straight and narrow. This is my path in life. I have to take this path except for his weird little emo goth phase. I loved his weird little emo goth phase. Emo it was goth precious. was my favorite. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely adorable and I enjoyed that. <laughs> One of the few times I enjoyed Dean. And then we get into some other odd speculations concerning the Venture family. Right, and these are the ones I'm most interested in because you pulled some weird ones. <laughs> Who all could be connected by Jonas Sr.? Oh, man. Jonas Sr. We have the obvious Rusty and his parasitic twin. Yes. Jonas Jr. Right. Those are the ones we absolutely know of. But then you start looking at how many red-headed people there are on the show considering that red-headed people are pretty rare in life true not in the venture verse you start to wonder so i have on my list billy because triple threat was part of the venture set this is true so you think this was like a a a one-night stand with oh yes uh, with senior or was this uh you know okay my next question then, if you do believe it was a one-night stand, was it a willing one-night stand? Was it something she was coerced into? Like, do you think Triple Threat went in there like guns blazing and like, let's fucking do this? Or I think it was just part of the swinging scene. Yeah. Like she just okay. happened to pick his fucking set of keys out of the bowl. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, we saw one key party. True. How many others did he host? Disco. And speaking of key parties, we have Dr. Quim. And okay. I think Rusty really dodged a bullet 
by not getting to have um, relations with Dr. Ah. Quinn because he could have boinked his sister. I totally oh, think Dr. Quim is a product of Jonas Sr. Well, and being made- from Alabama, you were a big expert <laughs> on fucking your sister. So. <laughs> I'll have you know we have a second cousin rule. Oh, I have a weird family story real quick. I'm going to interrupt your your shit. I seriously, I have a legit like weird family story. I have two cousins that are related to me. They are both my cousins, but they are not each other's cousins. Oh. Yes. Right. I see the face that you're making. And I know other listeners are scratching their heads and going, what the fuck, Dolly? Are you being stupid? (laughs) No. Hey listeners, this is Audrey in the editing booth. I realized after recording the episode that I kind of got the story I was trying to tell a little bit backwards, so I wrote down some details and I actually have the actual cousin story, Um, and I wanted to correct it because it's it's just kind of interesting. On my mom's side, we have her dad um, and his brother, we'll call him George met and married a woman we'll call her Pam Pam is related to me on my dad's side because her mother is actually sisters with my dad's grandma so uncle on my mom's side of the family marries a uh, cousin on my dad's side of the family they have children and we are related through both sides of my family. That's the correction on that. And now back to the rest of the episode. I guess that's how we do cousins in North Carolina. Because uh, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> everybody knows everybody. Um, some weird fucked up Southern family tree there for you. Like my, <laughs> my family tree does like weird forks and loops and like turnarounds and pretzels and <laughs> I've always joked we um we have our family tree and then we have one segment of the family tree that I suspect doesn't branch very much. <laughs> they're they're that one part that nobody goes to visit. We don't speak of them. They're just that part that we're like, yeah, we're just gonna leave them alone. A lot of a lot of double names and yeah, you're just you're like, oh yeah, we just we just they're the unspoken of family members (laughs) right right so what you're saying is had venture brothers taken place in alabama venture would have joined his sister yes (laughs) (laughs) and like some banjos playing in the background yeah which to be fair that movie took place in georgia (laughs) that that shit is georgia's fault (laughs) but it's always alabama people think of man i know and it's all because of that stupid ass song (laughs) i I guess it's just so easy for people to hear of some weird inbreeding situation and say sweet home alabama i'm like stop (laughs) that we still come in ahead of Mississippi. Oh man, we're getting off into like a really weird. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be talking about the Habsburg family. 
weird discussions here if you're from any of those states we make no judgments about you guys yeah. i mean you're not fucking our siblings or our cousins we just have cousins that fuck each other so uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay news. <laughs> getting back to more weird situations with um possible relatives <laughs> We have Dr. Venture's possible grandchildren being Dr. Quinn's twins who tried to rape Dean. And I will never forget the awkwardness of that scene. Right. So, okay. That means, okay, that just means the twins are are cousins with the boys. Like, that's not, but like, first, that's first cousins? Once first cousins. are, Are they removed at all? Are they I never there? understood like... the removing and <laughs> that's just like that's way too you much. Only... In, you put a cousin out. I like. I don't know. <laughs> you shake it all about. Oh uh... my god! <laughs> <laughs> that might have been what they wanted to do. <laughs> that whole scene was just so sad. Wow! So yeah, that was awful. awful. And I mean, if it had been flipped, you know, with Hank, Hank would have just been all, all up in it. Oh, literally. totally ready. Totally God. ready. But then we wouldn't Jesus. have gotten that great scene later when like he finally has sex. Everybody Comes to Hank's is one of my top five favorite episodes. Can watch it at any time on repeat. I love Hank and Al together. Just the two yes. of them in scenes cracks me the fuck up and then he finally has sex and he can't remember it the message that he leaves himself yeah trust me it was great but you don't want to know the rest no (laughs) and i got to he said brock i had sex he said yeah you sure you sure did buddy closes the hatch that's so sad poor they kids. cross a lot of taboo lines they do but it's okay because they're cartoons bringing it back to hank's first now um, sexual you know, experience we have dermot who is he totally fucked his best friend's mom yeah <laughs> which i mean could i mean it's also his half brother's mom best friend half brother's mom this kid doesn't even know the treasure trove of your mom jokes he is just sitting on oh wow somebody needs to tell hank yeah this is why we need season eight by the way Uh (laughs) yes i mean that needs to be revealed dermot would never be able to harass hank again or uh, Dean needs to know, so Dean could just have the final one up on Dermot. Right. Ooh. But he doesn't remember, so it like it can't be wow. revealed because he's forgotten about it. True. Because he and didn't I tell have... himself who it was with. Right, right. I mean, he left that out. <laughs> Kindly left that out. Very much so. That could like break And I have one very odd theory on all of the possible spawn that Jonas has. When he said, my medicine is very potent to the blue morpho, when it's revealed that Malcolm is Jonas's son. What if Jonas was extracting DNA from all of his booty calls? 
and he was trying to create some kind of superhuman child. You think Jonas was making test tube babies? Yes. Really? Because, you know, he has all the chambers and he was working on cloning. So you have all these people in the Ventureverse that looks a lot alike. Right. You think he was running like a, uh, a fertility clinic? on the side like hooking people not up. even a fertility clinic i think he's still <laughs> sleazy enough you know to put the product somewhere on his person <laughs> as one might say and then slip it on in there wow because i mean it's just a wild theory that is a really but, wild theory but like so many fucked up crazy things have happened in this ventureverse of ours like i i wouldn't put it past him again yeah. Why we need more seasons. We uh, do. We so do. We need more. This is a hill that I will die on, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they, that is, I mean, this is something that I need more of. I would probably, I mean, even if it's in book form, I would totally read a book on it. Oh, my God. I, I would read a comic book about the Venture Brothers. Like, that would have been on my shelves already. So, if you're listening and you can draw comics and you want to do that um i'll read it uh. and i also have some guesses since i am an only child i come from a line of only children on some possible only children in the Ventureverse. okay okay we've covered do, a lot of siblings yeah i do believe that 21 and 24 were both only children that's why they mesh so well together okay and I also think that all the members of the triad are only children because we never hear any mention of siblings and they seem to be a very good trio that okay. like to hang around each other despite their differences. And I think it's about it with the only children because it's really hard to tell. Like we know that Brock has a sibling because we hear it that one time. And I see then uh, the other things that I had was Killinger and the investors. We hear Killinger refer to one of the investors as his brother. Does that mean that they're really brothers or is it some sort of paternal organization? You know, I've kind of wondered the same, the same thing. Um, and maybe it's a started as one and has like evolved into another. Because that's what I say. No, it's kind of like you no know, fraternities and stuff like that. No, they see right. each other as brothers. Right. So it could be, you know, more of a group that would be, you know, like changing, replacing members. Okay. And then we have, you know, family that's not blood family. And it's one okay. of the sweeter moments of season seven. Whenever Rusty is over with all the older people, it might have been season six. But, and he has to go you know, over there while they're doing the sting to capture Red Death. It was season six. And he's hanging out over there while they're having Phil Piccata. <laughs> like, like Billy so excitedly says. Oh man, that's and, oh. and Horace says one of the sweetest lines to Rusty. He said, don't be a stranger, lad. You're family. And Aww. in an odd way, old team venture is the closest thing he has to you know his dad and his family 
that's so, true they, i guess so they've kind of meshed together and they've made their own family right Right. Well, yeah, you know, especially Billy, like growing up without a dad and, you know, kind of always kind of hero worshiping the original team venture. Um, and then right. again, like looking up to, to Rusty with the, the Rusty Venture cartoons and stuff. Um, I can definitely see there's, there's family ties and where that, uh, that would be, you know, important. Um, and then the boys, uh, I think the reason why, you know, they kind of, you know, if we're talking about family, that's not really like, that's not blood, uh, the boys and their relationship with Brock, and then also their relationship with, with hatred and both of those like super macho male figures being more of like a, a mother figure to the boys than like a father figure, even though like their dad is a super fucking pussy bitch. And I, I really hate doc. Um. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, no, Brock taking the time to check the boys for lice. Right. That, that kind of shit. Ever do. That kind of shit. And well, you know, like the silly little, uh, the silly little shit that like hatred does with the boys. Like when Hank is just feeling super fucking left out by his dad and all of that shit he's you know spending so much attention on dean um and so hatred spends the time in that episode where they've got uh the teddy ruxpin it's not actually teddy ruxpin but the the bear that episode um he's just that's just a mom like playing fun with her kid because dad's been spending a lot of time at work yeah i can say that and also like whenever they're searching the compound whenever they're being invaded because doc is having dean go with him and uh, talking about the speed suit having wet naps for burp up but then hatred takes hank with him and then lets him lead him on a wild goose chase even though right. he knows that and uh, so i mean he spends you no know, time with him even though Hank no totally rejects him, but he still tries to let him know that he is getting attention. Yeah, I, I at least hope it's more in like a, a mothering way and not because of uh, hatred's underlying other issues. But he is on medication yes. for that man takes his medication religiously um, and freaks the fuck out when he doesn't have it. Right. You remember that episode. And I, I do because I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, Tolkien <laughs> geek. So that whole episode was like, oh my God, they're talking about Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I had like an extra layer of geekiness added on to it. Right. Isn't that just one of the <laughs> most wonderful things about Venture Brothers though? And it's why I keep coming back because just every episode, it's something. It's something <laughs> else. I learned something in like watching one of the episodes that's... Uh, the episode where they're cloning dog Hitler, like, or they're cloning Hitler. Oh, oh yeah. But the one where it's all out of. Sync. It's all told out of order. Yeah. And the, the way you can tell like what order it's in, like, they give you a little clue there in the corner with the, the comic book grading there. Yes. Um, and that was like the number that the Marvel, the Marvel number one. Um, and I learned that watching that episode. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I actually did not know that either. I did not know that was the first Marvel comic. Right. I learned a lot about CGC grading as well um, and what that means uh, more than maybe I wanted to know. Again, thank you, Beast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I did become informed 
so so that was good and it was something it, it got me asking questions about something that I wouldn't normally ask questions about which again love love that about about this show and I wonder how many men watching the episode had to look up who RuPaul was because of hatred getting his face paint done by Dean. He said, I might as well have asked Root Paul to do my war paint. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> and I just snorted on air. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. So <laughs> it definitely happened with me at some point. <laughs> um, I snort a lot and I'm drinking tequila tonight. Um <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Not the kind of mommy juice I was expecting, but hey, it's oh, the weekend, so we'll run with it. It's 2020. Fuck it. it yo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 2020 calls for that kind of drink. But what's the acronym? You only, <laughs> we'll have to make up a new one. You only live through 2020 once. Oh, God. <laughs> please, only once. God damn right, please, only once. God, don't let Groundhog's Day slip to um, December, not December, January 1st. Oh, <laughs> that would be the right. worst. Oh. For sure. All right. So do we have any other like weird family ties? You know, one thing I did realize um, with, uh, and sorry to cut you off because I know I just asked you a question and then I answered it for you. So... <laughs> But one thing I did um, realize, though, is with uh, the announcement and the realization that Monarch is, in fact, Rusty's brother, that makes him uncle to the boys. Um, yes. So let that float around in your brain box for a little bit, tumble around. Tell me how you feel about that. I think he would give better gifts than JJ. Because at first, no, JJ said... Um, Remember they, they first they found out they had an uncle. I said, oh, do you think we're going to get gift boxes of Jovan Musk? <laughs> <laughs> I think the monarch would give way better gifts. Well, I mean, the monarch's already been like palling around with him. Like, yes. The monarch has been in their lives the whole time. Well, I mean, the whole time? The whole time. Question mark? Is that? Oh, and remember, oh, it was season one whenever he had them in his little prison cell and then he goes down and he was trying to play with them and then Rusty and Brock break through the cell. He said, Pop, thank God you're here. He was getting all creepy uncle with us. Oh, just realized that. You heard it here first. <sighs> yes. Wow. They told you assholes and me assholes and those assholes, all of us assholes. They told us in the first fucking season. Damn. Oh, New revelations oh. happening on the Venture Sisters. <laughs> Jeez. That is really, really, really cool. Okay. <laughs> wow. They just laid it out for us. Wow. I mean, other than all the other references, no, what are you, a size dog? They definitely dropped that. Yeah. In the first fucking season. Today, just flat out saying creepy uncle. And the most beautiful thing about Doc and Jackson is they didn't mean to drop it. I'm like, hand to God, I swear to God, I will put fucking money yeah. on it. They didn't mean to drop that fucking Easter egg, but we're all just going to, because they know how we are. We're all just going to fucking twist it and make it mean whatever we want it to mean. 
I think they just they put stuff out there and be like we might do something with it we might not we know that that's what they do we <laughs> absolutely know that that's what they, you know that that's why we got the scene that we got with fucking um uh ghost robot and uh venturion is because they wanted the two of them to have a conversation they say so in the fucking commentary from like one season two seasons before like i legit remember hearing that conversation and then saw the conversation happen on screen i remember that now <laughs> oh <laughs> damn and that's why we listen to the commentary ladies and gentlemen that yeah listen to the commentary I think a better question is what kind of aunt would Sheila be? Because hey, she is not maternal at all. No, definitely not. But like she would be, she would be the kind of aunt that you could call when you got arrested and you didn't want your dad yeah. to know. Yeah, she'd she would be time. a good, yeah, she'd be a good get you out of jail aunt. She would definitely and then, come and get you out of jail for sure. Yeah. Um, and she would take you to a diner to like sit down and eat. But like, you better believe the whole fucking time she's riding your ass about why the fuck did you end up in jail and what the mm-hmm. hell are you doing? Unless it was like something bad happened to you and it wasn't actually your fault. And then like, she's totally like, that's when the maternal clicks on with she, yeah. you know. And then she gives some kid a horrifying story about a milk and honey bath. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her terrifying some like, 16 17 year old kid with that like yeah first we put you in a bath filled with milk and then we rub honey on your face that sounds i love your doctor girlfriend by the way (laughs) (laughs) i probably shouldn't do that i have a deep voice anyway i probably just sounded like satan well man you brought us some really really awesome uh family ties from the ventureverse uh you know some obvious ones of course with the the brothers yeah. um and then the the twins from uh the dr quim episode and then you know some things that we hadn't thought about some new stuff and then we had that big revelation uh between the two of us here that we never realized and i bet none of you turkeys did either they totally told us the first fucking season that uh the monarch was the kid's uncle Uh, (laughs) all right so we're gonna take one more break and when we come back we're gonna dive into wet bed behead and our scare bear theories and wrap it up uh, for this episode of the venture sisters so join us when we come back hey there ladies have you ever been in the field and felt the need to yield to a panty shield Not me. I'm Amber Gold, OSI super agent and full-time woman. New from Voop comes Menstruation Munitions, the only tampon with both civilian and military applicators. Guaranteed to hold a full quart of Aunt Flo's Bloody Mary mix. Hey babe, could you reach in my pack and grab me one of those Voop Menstruation Munitions? Uh, seriously babe? On the rag in the field? Oh, fine. Here, is this one of them? I, I, I don't know where anything is in your purse, lady. Just take take this. No, babe. I need one of the 12, babe. It's a heavy blow off. Oh, come on. This is why I never do missions with women in the woods. Bears. Voop comes in a variety of calibers made for any size chamber. And because they're made by Voop, they're ribbed for her pleasure. And bear proof. 
find all new Voop menstruation munitions at your local gun store, trade show, pawn shop, flea market, Underland, Hanko, or Texas. Thanks to Voop, I've got menstruation munitions ready to lock and load. Now I'm ready to send my enemies to hell on a river of blood. Theirs, not mine. Mm. Gross. Welcome back to the last part of this episode where we hit my favorite part, wed, bed, and behead, and then our ridiculous scare beer theories. We've got some good ones again this week for you. All right, so since this episode was all about siblings and family, uh, we're going to make it a little weird for wed, bed, and behead this week. Uh, (laughs) And uh, disclaimer before we jump into this is going to be, of course, over 18 and up as always on the Venture Sisters. Um, So our choices for this week are Hank, Dean, and Dermot, the three uh, youngest Venture brothers. Yeah, it's a weird one. I see your face. It looks weird. Uh (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like painful. (laughs) Again, these are over 18, post-season four, Hank, Dean, and Dermot. You start us off there, Dolly. Okay. I am going to go with Wedding Hank because... Hank does know how to steal his dad's money. So there is that. And he is cute. He's become rather spiffy in his older age. Oh, I loves me some Hank. Kind of a bad dresser, but that's okay. (laughs) It is charming. Right, right. And I would, oddly, I would bed Dermot because I think he would be grateful for it. What? He, He would be a grateful... Person? Do you think that he would be grateful? Like, you don't think he I, would act like a little shit? I think he might at first, but I think afterwards he'd be very grateful and it probably wouldn't go on very long. So there's that too. Dead. I'm dead. <laughs> and I am sorry, but I think Dean is just a little know it all. And after the betrayal what? of his brother, I would kill him. Oh, you're he killing him. Behead. I am wow. beheading Dean. Oh. Yeah. We are going like, are you doing it like full like samurai samurai sword style? Like just whack. Oh yeah. But it would be with one of Hank's swords, so it probably wouldn't actually work and it'd get stuck. Yeah. Mess. You buy it from Hanko? That's why. Yeah, from Hanko. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be botched. Did you make sure to stop by and get some scrambled eggs and ketchup from oh. <laughs> Oh, green is also on the menu i've heard um that's, that's good that they got a taste out. for people <laughs> oh oh gosh what's what was the pop tart part that was like the scraped off pop tart oh on, were you, and uh, then it was served on top of the pop tart <laughs> saddest menu ever yes yes but i i've always wanted to visit hanko Always. It would be great. <laughs> it would be a great visit. My goodness. Wow. Oh, what are your lovely choices? Goodness gracious. So yeah, I'm feeling a little squirmy about this this week's wed bed and bed. I guess that's why it's one of my favorite segments because we can make each other really uncomfortable. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta kill Dermot. Like I gotta behead Dermot. It just um that kid has gotten under my skin since 
his first episode and I'm just like why why do you even exist like you do nothing for me um and I, that's just how I feel about him I mean yeah he's got some funny moments and then there is shallow gravy and I will forever love him for shallow gravy but yeah I gotta gotta get rid of Dermot there um Wed Dean he's the one that's got the uh the focus and the, the, you know, the, the drive to like, you know, have a career. He's going to college. He's doing his stuff. Like he's trying to, trying to stay focused. He did, you know, he has had his, his indiscretions, but I do think that he wants to, you know, try to, to do better and be good. And then bed Hank, as long as he's wearing the bat mask. Oh, <laughs> oh, that got weird. I love Hank so much. And honestly, like, I just didn't want to pick the same one that you picked again this week. Um, so that's why like, I changed it up a little bit, but I really do love Hank. He's one of my favorite characters. I've got such a soft spot for that kid. I just, I, I love Hank and Hank as the bat when he gets trapped, like in, <laughs> when they go in, uh, what is it? Uh, Venture Libre where they have to go to, is it, are they in Cuba? Is that where they're at? Like, no. It's I not. never could tell if it was like Venezuela or was it? Costa Rica. It was somewhere. somewhere. Somewhere where they grew coffee. Yes. Because Hank had lots of unprocessed coffee. Raw. He's a boy. A boy with a tummy ache. Oh, man. Oh, man. Poor Hanky oh. Poo. Poor, poor Hanky Poo. I love it when he finally crashes on the beach, though. <laughs> Where, I mean, he has just performed every super feat imaginable no against shit. this whole tribe of Dr. Moreau characters. No shit. And he says, I got nothing else, Pop. Sorry. <laughs> no shit. And that's why, it, like, that's why Hank is one of just my favorite characters, because he is just in it 100%. He is here for all of it. He is. I mean, he's he here for like the 110 percent. He's just had some of my favorite moments on the show, and just some of my favorite sticks. Him in the destiny suit, like his relationship with Brock. Right, him in the destiny suit. <laughs> that is just, hilarious. God, he's just a peach of a character. Um, so yeah, those are my three choices. Man, that was a weird one this week. It really uh, was. I need to go into the. <laughs> the mind eraser yes <laughs> absolutely need to go into the mind eraser all right so we're gonna leave that and jump into some scare bear theories and maybe that'll be a little less weird uh <laughs> yes last episode you supposed that uh scare bear could be future brock from like in reference to return of the house of mummies part two Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna run with that theory a little bit i'm gonna say it's future hank because they buried hank inside of a bear so he's already got the bear skin and who better to save hank than hank it's the most hank thing of all the Ooh. hank things to do that is very hank of him i like that theory that's a good theory um, God, I, mean, it, I mean he would have all that future knowledge of the, the betrayal by dean well and i feel like he's just been kind of like hanging back and watching hank from afar and like finally saw hank fall and was like no absolutely not hank to the rescue he's yep. totally wearing the bat mask underneath oh <laughs> that would kind of explain the kind of sunken looking eyes that See? it has See? 
See? Yes. Yes. Theories, I see man. it. Yeah. I got hella fucking theories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's my story. Cool. And I'm sticking to it for this episode, at least. <laughs> oh. oh, my scare bear theory for this week is weird. My theory is that scare bear is really a bear. Okay. So. And uh, the way I came up with this was from any which way but Zeus. When Red Mantle suggested that Zeus really was Zeus and he was pissed off from people (laughs) ignoring him. And I I said, well, what if scare bear really is just actually a bear? Right. Roaming around and doing good deeds or bad <laughs> deeds. True. But you remember that episode, like Zeus turned out to be a cardboard cutout. True. <laughs> I mean, and then it, I mean, cardboard cutout to old skinny Captain Sunshine, who is now a butler who watches Iron Chef. <laughs> <laughs> it's a butler. What else is he going to do? He's going to watch Iron uh, Chef and then go to bed. Oh man, Iron Chef. Fuck Bobby Flay. I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a one in a million chance it's an actual bear and the bear's picking him up and carrying him away and not like mauling him. Question Why is there a bear in the middle of New York? Like a real bear? He could have been part of the pop scene since he shows up calm. With the guy that they're making fun of with Andy Warhol. Do you uh, think Wes Warhammer? Wes Warhammer. Warhammer. All right, I so drew blank on his name. Okay, he's definitely part of that crew because he shows up in that episode. Like that's the first time we see Scare Bear, right? right? No, no, it was oh. before that, whenever he interviewed for um oh gosh, it was the purple guys. Whenever <laughs> Hank was doing his internship. Yeah, and he's and they says, um, I don't seem to have paperwork on you, and and the date says, um, says, oh, I'm what was sorry. The name of their secret fucking society, like, uh, just, we're so bad at Venture Brothers. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know this like any other time. We're the so Revenge bad. Society. Yes, the Revenge. Okay, that was the first time that we saw Scare Bear, and then we saw Scare Bear again. Okay. So do you think that this is like a a bear? Like, because I'm running with this real bear theory for a minute. So we know we've seen him more than once and we can verify the first time we saw him was like Revenge Society um, auditions. That's what we'll call them. Um, This real bear escaped circus bear. Um, Bear that's, you know, done a lot of drugs. Um, Bear that like just grew up around people. Um, I have could have escaped from the weird island or place where yeah. all of the Dr. Moreau characters came from. True, true, true. Like I, I'm, I'm really liking this real bear theory. I'm like, where did this real bear come from? I mean, it's a stretch. You, it's a fucking stretch. If you, if you have a cheetah man that can run around and talk and still look like a cheetah the possibility for a bear roaming around new york okay it's kind of there true true but like yeah no i'm i'll buy it i got a dollar <laughs> i'll put a dollar on it 
Uh, <laughs> I'll definitely put a dollar on it. Um, yeah, we're going to leave that one with a, a dangler there, like a real bear. I think we're going to have to come back to that one and discuss that scare bear theory some more. <laughs> hey, have you ever seen a bear walking on its hind legs? It's terrifying. I try to stay away from bears. Um, God. Uh, I don't see us really getting along. Um, you know, we're both big and, uh, I like to take command of the room. Um, so I just, I don't see myself getting along with bears. So those motherfuckers better stay away from me. Uh, <laughs> I remember being in places where people have to tell you that's a black bear. You have to fight. If it's a brown bear, lay down and act like you're dead. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do either one of those. I'm not doing either one of those. I'm just running the fuck away. Um, but beyond that, I'm staying the fuck away from bears. I just, I try to avoid places where bears go. Um, that's my, my bear protection plan. <laughs> that's a good plan. My BPP. It's solid. Um, stay away from the bears. Uh, I stay out of the woods. Um, I don't uh, take, I, I don't leave picnic baskets laying around willy-nilly. Uh, <laughs> I keep my honey safely locked up and, and stored in my cabinets. Oh. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I stay. Away Not from even Pooh Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so this has been a fun, fun episode of the Venture Sisters. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have. Yeah, we learned a lot about family, and I hope we came together a little closer. As a family here today. The Venture hope- family is a very wide family. <laughs> we love our Venture family. And we hope you join us again next time for another episode of the Venture Sisters, where we will hit you with some more fun facts about things that we find as we watch hours and hours and hours of our favorite show. I've been, as always, your gracious host, Dolly. I did it again. I did it a fucking again. <laughs> it's backwards day. Like I said, it's opposite day on Avenger Sisters. Um, I'm Audrey Hartburn. <laughs> and with me has been Dolly Parton. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. <laughs> the Venture Sisters Podcast. Hosted, written, produced, and directed by Audrey Hartburn and Dolly Parton. Executive produced by Baron Beast Lamode and Vaude Villain. Edited by Conjectural Technologies. Music and graphics provided by Vaude Villain. Sound engineering by Brick Frog. Venture Sisters Podcast is part of the Helper Network. Find us at anchor.fm forward slash hench for life. That's hench, the number four, life on Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I say all of that to say I love big dogs. I love big dogs. My mom hates big dogs. We had a little Maltipoo who was just the most precious little thing. His name was Fluffy. He was the best dog ever. I will say that. Like he was the most well-behaved dog and the snuggliest little thing. And we could play together. And he lost an eyeball in a freak golfing accident. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a story there. 
oh, there's definitely, definitely a story. <laughs> there's definitely a story there. So my mom's boyfriend takes him out onto the uh, onto the golf range, like with him, um, and on his backswing, clock. Oh, oh, that is so bad. It was awful. <laughs> it was oh, not good. Oh gosh, that is brutal. It reminds me of why my dad always told me, don't walk up behind me on the backswing.